Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hi, Mary. This poem is a poem I heard for the first time on a podcast earlier this summer, and I couldn't get it out of my head. I still come back to it every once in a while now. Um, And so I thought I would read it and then talk a little bit about it, and then I'll read it again. We Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks. The pool players, seven at the golden shovel. We real cool, we left school, we lurk late, we strike straight, we sing sin, we thin gin, we jazz June, we die soon. Um, Yeah, like I said, I heard the poem on a podcast and it, it just, it sort of shocked me that the end, I was not expecting the last line and the poem has such an energy, such a flair with language such all the slant rhyme and it just it's so good and then the end just comes too fast which I think is what it's probably about so I mean Gwendolyn Brooks this is an older poem 1963 um, and obviously this poem is not as a as a white male from the Midwest this isn't really from my my own culture or history but I it's still true and I think it's still powerful and I just, I can't, can't get it out of my head. So, um, I almost, another idea I had when I heard it was, would be as a poetry exercise to give students this poem minus the last line and then have them make up the last, have students create the last line or end the poem and, um, see what comes. And I think, the the last line as it does come is is so shocking that it probably isn't what people would would come up with so um, that that kind of also struck my mind it's just an idea for for poetry teachers to use it as sort of a you know end the poem on your own and see what happens so we real cool by Gwendolyn Gwendolyn Brooks I'll read it one more time the pool players seven at the golden shovel we real cool we left school we lurk late, we strike straight, we sing sin, we thin gin, we jazz June, we die soon. Dear Mary, I've thought of this poem this week, and I wanted to send it to you. I'm not sure what brought it to mind. My friend's daughter Estelle, maybe, or maybe the fact that I go to the thrift store regularly now. Or maybe I thought of my own grandma and how I secretly watched her and her sister, who were in their mid to late eighties at the time, sitting and chatting in my great-aunt's lemon-yellow kitchen in the house she and my great-uncle bought in Burbank in 1950, the way they'd probably done their whole lives. At any rate, I thought you'd enjoy it. I always cry when I read it. It's so beautiful. Love, Melinda Little Lesson on How to Be by Catherine Nurnberger. 
The woman at the Salvation Army who sorts and prices is in her eighties, and she underestimates the value of everything, for which I am grateful. Lightly used snow suits, size 2T, are $6, and snow boots are $3. There is a little girl, maybe seven, fiddling with a tea set. Her mother inspects drapes for stains. Sometimes the very old and lonely are looking for an opening. She glances up from her pricing and says something about the tea set and a baby doll long ago. I am careful not to make eye contact, but the mother with drapes has such softness in her shoulders and her face, and she knows how to say the perfect kind thing. What a wonderful mother you had! Yes, she was. Why do children sometimes notice us and sometimes not? From the bin of dolls. What happened to your mother? She died. The woman at the Salvation Army who sorts and prices is crying a little. She seems surprised to be crying. It's been eighty years and I still miss her. When my daughter was born, I couldn't stop thinking about how we were going to die. If we were drowning, would it be better to hold her to me even as she fought away? Or should I let her float off to wonder why her mother didn't help her? What if it's fire and I have one bullet left? I made sure my husband knew if there were death squads and he had to choose, I'd never love him again if he didn't choose her. If I'm lucky, her crying face is the last thing I'll see. The mother with drapes is squeezing her daughter's shoulder, trying to send a silent message, but children are children. Why did she die? She was going to have a baby, and... and she died. But she was a wonderful mother. I'm holding a stack of four wooden jigsaw puzzles of farm animals, dinosaurs, jungle animals, and pets, each for a quarter. It's silly how much I still miss her. She takes out a tissue and wipes her eyes, and then her nose. When my grandmother threw her sister, Susie, a 90th birthday party, 100 people came, including five of the six brothers and sisters. At dusk, only a few of us were left, nursing beers with our feet kicked up on the bottom rungs of various walkers. Susie said then to my grandmother, "'Can you think of all the people watching us in heaven now? "'And our mother must be in the front row.' Grandma took her sister's hand. "'Our mother.' Estelle. Yes, her name was Estelle. I forgot that. They looked so happy then, saying her name back and forth to each other. Estelle. Estelle. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.